Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. In today's episode, I sat down with Kimberly Wenya, who is a manifestation and mindset mentor. This was actually Kimberly's second time on the show. I have done a podcast recording with her before, but I just love everything she teaches, everything she embodies. I find her so inspiring and I just know that you guys will take away so much from her. So in today's episode, I went right back to the basics and right in depth. So that's everything from what is manifestation and how does it work right through to the super, super nitty gritty of how it works in terms of science, what's really happening on an energetic level so that we can manifest our desires. And then I asked Kimberly to share a few of her top tools, tips, strategies, or mindset shifts that you can implement into your day-to-day life so that you can begin manifesting a reality of your wildest dreams. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Kimberly, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you back for a second episode. Thank you so much, Jessie. I'm so psyched for this. It's going to be so good. Yes, I thought um, a good way to start off would just be um, for anyone who maybe hasn't listened to the first episode, just like a really brief um, overview of kind of like who you are and what you sort of do. Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Kimberly Wenya. That's my first and second name. I am a manifestation and mindset mentor. So I help women create their dream lives through shifting their mindset, their internal condition, um, shifting your emotions, balancing your emotions and understanding manifestation in a really truthful and science grounded way. So that's in a nutshell kind of what I do with my clients and what we do over on the podcast. Um, But ultimately, the whole reason why I got into this was because I started to get into how the mindset affected how we create our reality. And this was still when I was studying to become an osteopath back in, I think about three years ago. Um, And as I learned more about manifestation, universal laws, one of those is the law of attraction, which we hear all the time, but there's a lot more as well. Um, As I started to apply this into my own life, I saw huge, huge changes and like time was collapsing a lot faster than if I wasn't you know, aligning with these universal laws. So it's kind of become my, I guess, my mission now to spread how other women can use it in their own lives to collapse time and get to where they want to be in the path of least resistance in the shortest amount of time. I love that, the path of least resistance. That's a really beautiful way to put it. I think the first (laughs) question I want to ask you, and it's so funny because this question could have a whole podcast just on this question, but hopefully you sort of know what I mean in that, it's just something that you get might get asked and it's such a big answer, but how can you bring it into something short and simple? What would be your response for the plain and simple question, what is manifestation? Mm, okay, so my, my understanding in the way that I describe it is that it's just the creation of your reality based on your thoughts, your emotions and your vibration. So what you're thinking that's affecting your reality and that's manifesting whatever you're experiencing. So 
I guess the way that I say it is like anything that has manifested is just anything that you are experiencing in your life, whether that is running into a friend or living in a house or manifesting your job, like anything that you experience, you've manifested and it's actually through what you've been feeling, what you've been thinking. And we can go deeper into like how this actually works and why that is the case, but that's how I would kind of keep it really short and succinct. Yeah. I love that. So expanding on that, what would be some of your, um, you know, I get asked quite frequently, like what are some manifestation rituals and um, tools and things like that, which I love, but I also know that manifestation is so much more than a ritual or a thing that you do. And it's much more in the being. So if someone was to come to you and just say like, Kimberly, like, how do I start manifesting my desires? Like, what would I do? What would be kind of like the general advice and the, I guess the starting points that you would give them? Yeah, absolutely. So if we had a look at the definition of how we positioned manifestation just then, if we're looking at your thoughts and your emotions and your vibration, your vibration is pretty much made out of your thoughts and your emotions. Um, But we want to look at those two things because those are things that you have control over. Those are things that only you can shift. Like no one else can tell you how to feel or think. So what I would start to do is ask yourself, okay, well, let me have a look at my thoughts. And you want to get a little bit... um, metacognitive where you want to think about how you're thinking so thinking about how you're thinking and you're actually kind of going into your inner dialogue and saying okay do I what did I just think just then or like what did I just say to myself just then and you'll find that you start to take note and you have this inner transcript of what you've been telling yourself and maybe it's like I'm always broke or you know I never get what I want or people always walk all over me and and you start to see what you've been telling yourself and anything that you're telling yourself has a say in creating your reality and so you want to make sure that it's in alignment with what you actually desire so things that are I guess positively geared so saying things like I am abundant you know I have the possibility to create my dream business it's all working etc and then when it comes to your emotions you want to actually balance your emotions so if you're too low obviously you're going to feel um, you know sad anxious like any of those kind of like low emotions and so you will want to actually bring that back to what I call is the energy well of love and this is my model not everybody agrees with this but the model that I see that has balance and that honors the nature of the universe is that you want to stay balanced you want to stay in the energy of love love is the highest vibration love is literally the it's the unification of all the emotions so anything can be transmitted to love anything can be shifted over to seeing both sides now love ultimately if it's if it's the unification of everything then it means that it has like both the positives and both the negatives and so even if you're feeling sad or anxious you want to come back to a state of love and the way that we can do that is by seeing the lesson that you're learning in that emotional state now the same thing happens because it's not just one-sided um and this is where i like to ground it in i guess for people who really like that scientific side of things if there's a way to get from the negative to a balanced state of love it's the same thing when you're having a high so when you're feeling like super high vibe and you're feeling like on top of the world you don't necessarily want to stay there and have to push and and feel like you need to feel like that all the time because maybe you've heard from um i don't know a manifestation teacher or leader that when you feel joy or when you feel good keep on going in that direction but the truth is that when you really want to manifest your dream life even in the highest moments you can ground it back to love by seeing you know the hidden um accepted negatives that you're seeing in that moment 
So for people who are worried with like grounding that really high vibe kind of feeling back to love, what I would say is that don't feel worried about seeing that hidden negative. So say you manifested $10,000 in your business and you're feeling a high and then you're like, okay, let's come back to love. Let's come back to balance. What you would just look at is the hidden accepted negatives. And it's not really even that negative because if it's aligned with your values, you're not going to see it as something that bad, which is it might be that you just pay tax. And so you use that to ground yourself back to love and then you actually raise the vibration and notch higher than when you were just like oh yay ten thousand dollars like it's actually when you ground it it actually feels more balanced it's the highest vibration of all does that make sense (laughs) yeah almost like you actually accept and acknowledge the feeling and you you feel grounded in that moment as opposed to just like up up in the clouds for like a, a short euphoric moment and then it's over exactly exactly Mm, I love that. What would you say in terms of like, cause I like how you brought up acknowledging like the thoughts and being the thinker of, um, sorry, like the observer of the thought and saying, saying new thoughts that are aligned and things like that. But I know a huge part of it is also in embodying the feelings. So I think where a lot of people have a lot of trouble is they start saying, for example, you know, I am worthy. I am a magnet for money, or they start using all of these affirmations, whether it's health, fitness, career, whatever. But deep down, they don't feel worthy of that amount of money or they don't actually believe it's even possible. But they just so they're sitting there and they're thinking this isn't working. This isn't true. But they're writing it down or they're saying it anyway. How can someone shift out of that to bring in the feeling and the belief to align with what they're saying? Yes, I love this question so much because this is what I feel isn't focused on enough when it comes to manifestation. I think we're so good. It's easy for us to, I guess, shift our mindset because the the language of the mind is words. But when it comes to shifting your heart and, and your emotions, like that's the you know, Joe Dispenza calls it the language of the body. And you don't necessarily, you can't like convey that to another human by like, you know, like having x-rays and telling other people how you feel and whatever. So I think it's really kind of foreign to us when we're told you need to feel abundant. You can't just say it. Also because we've been programmed as we, you know, as we were growing up, maybe your parents were saying things to you like stop crying and, you know, bottle up that emotion and don't, don't let, don't laugh too loud. Like you were told to not feel as well. So I think that it's, it's all about retraining ourselves to feel again. So whether that is that say you're really endeavoring on this and say you're really getting deep into how you can manifest money, right? And you want to feel abundant and you're saying all these affirmations, but then you're hearing on this podcast, you need to feel as if it's it's happening. You need to feel abundant now. So what I would do is make sure that when you're kind of measuring how you are taking action for your manifestations and when you're looking at it, um, look at it through your mindset and your body, right? Or your your thoughts and your emotions. So always have both. Don't just have it one sided because that means that you're you're leaving a part of the equation out. So when you're doing the thoughts and you're thinking like I'm abundant, I'm a wealthy woman, or whatever that's that is for you, make sure that you're also looking at the emotional side of things and just ask yourself, check in. But how do I feel in this moment? Do I feel abundant? Do I feel like money can flow to me? And in that moment, a little ritual that I think is really good to do is if you feel and you realize, oh crap, like I'm not feeling it. I feel lack actually, like I'm saying these words, but it doesn't mean anything to me. Then just take a moment to yourself, 
close your eyes, put your hands on your chest and just take a deep breath in. And as you do, just like allow yourself to shift how you feel into what if I was feeling abundant in this moment and allow yourself to just bring in those emotions, bring in, bring in those feelings of feeling abundant and hold it for at least 30 seconds because a lot, a lot of people will do this and they'll do it for like a second and then they'll drop it. But if you think about it, there's 24 hours in the day. If you only feel abundant for one second, that's infinitesimally small. Mm-hmm. So you really want to make sure that you're, you're holding it for, you know, 30 seconds and then checking in every hour. So by the hour, if I've got a goal and I want to feel as though it has already happened because I want to use the law of attraction to my advantage and if I feel it, I can attract what I desire, then I want to check in throughout the hours, you know, do I feel like it's happened? Do I feel like it's happened? And then call in that energy and actually feel the shift within my body. Yes, I, I think that's amazing how you can you talk about just taking some time to actually sit there rather than just like dismissing it and rushing the process waiting until you can feel into that feeling something that I've I've noticed come up for people even like my clients and things like that and I'm sure many people who start out with manifestation can relate to is that you're doing all of this work and you start feeling the shift and all of a sudden you're at this place where you're really starting to believe that your desires are coming to you and your manifestation practice is working and everything's, you know, really aligning. And then you might have a day where you wake up and you just have a really off day and you're just feeling, you're just feeling really off. And then people who are new to this practice, they start panicking. They're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm not feeling in a good mood. I'm feeling really crap. Is, is that going to, you know, cancel all of my manifestations? Have I undone all of the hard work? What would you say to that in terms of like someone who has a low day or, you know, has some negative thoughts arise and things like that? How does that influence their manifestation? Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so glad that you brought this specific example up because this is where the juicy stuff comes out with what I, I guess I've been researching and, and trying to find the answers of. So the first thing that I realized is that, you know, with what we hear in conventional manifestation, like a lot of the YouTube videos out there and um, even just you know, some books, like even The Secret or whatever, um, a lot of them are based on the model of joy. So they, they tell you that when you feel good, you manifest your desire um, or when you feel positive or when you feel high vibe, etc. And And what they use as I guess their definition of high vibe is when you feel like positive, right? Um, then you're manifesting your desire. However, when you base it on that model, you feel so crap on the days that you feel low and you start to get frustrated and you start to judge yourself and you start to, you know, you just get closer and closer to anger and frustration and it doesn't help you get out of that cycle. So what you need to understand is that the, and I've done my research to like really and trial and error this over the last few years. And this has been what has truly I believe it's the most classical, timeless information out there that exists around manifestation, which is that you need to base it on the model of love and the model of gratitude. And so that means that you could have a crappy day or you could have a low low day and you're not going to feel that resistance because the 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 way that you're attracting your desires isn't through feeling good, isn't through feeling positive because you're not meant to just feel positive all the time. That's not a feasible goal. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to have a goal that is something that balances, sorry, something that 
goes along the lines of the universal laws, like the nature of how everything works, meaning that if you're going to have both up, both ups and downs, then you need to have something that honors that. And the model of love does that. So on the days where you're feeling low, you don't even have to stress out anymore knowing that duality exists, knowing that you're meant to feel both positive and negative emotions. You're not just meant to feel good all the time. And in that moment, what you can do is just ask yourself, okay, I'm supposed to have a balance of both the emotions and that's okay because I need to be challenged. And when I'm challenged, this is how I feel. And so I'm going to learn what the lesson is. And as soon as you learn that lesson, you can come back to the balanced state and then, uh, and then keep on, you know, going about your day and keep on showing up and keep on taking action. So I think that for me was a huge relief when I learned that because I wasn't any more putting, you know, this pressure myself to have to be happy all the time. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that it's not, you know, you're not just manifesting when you feel a certain feeling. It's kind of like how how you're being. And then when you understand that it is from love and stuff like that. And, and the way you look at it, there are many experiences in life where you may not feel good or something bad might be happening, but you still feel love. It's the same as, you know, if um, you and your boyfriend had a fight, for example, do you not love them when you're in a argument? Of course you do. Like it's kind of like it, it acknowledges both sides of like love and the, the friction or whatever that is. And understanding that just because your mood changes or shifts, it doesn't mean that you've, you've gone backwards by any means. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So Obviously that like really answered the question in terms of like, no, a bad day or, you know, a low mood or something like that. It doesn't mean that all of the hard work is undone and everything that's on its way to you suddenly does a U-turn and turns backwards. However, I think it's really important to acknowledge that there are definitely some things that which can be hu- huge blocks for manifestation. Like some things really can get in the way of manifesting your desires, um, whether that's emotionally or strategically or whatever that may be. What are some of the things that you see that kind of like block manifestations? Like if someone came to you and was like, Kimberly, I feel like I'm doing everything right, but it's, but there's just, I'm nothing's happening for me. What would you think would be some of the things that you see occur that can be causing a manifestation to not manifest? The most common thing that I see would be number one, people just not feeling and embodying the emotion. So they might be doing all the action they can, hustling a ton, um, but they're not feeling as if they're abundant or they're not feeling as though they've got those 10 clients that they're searching for or they're not feeling healthy. And so they're, they're actually attracting a reality where that's not the case. So my number one thing would be make sure that you have like a little time, like do this for the next 24 hours, like have a timer on your phone for every hour that you are working or awake. Um, and then as you are, as you get your alarm, like tune in to, oh my gosh, if I want to attract money, I need to feel abundant now. So let me feel what it would feel like if I was abundant just for 30 seconds and release and do that every hour. Um, so that's the first thing that I think blocks people because they're, they're doing everything, but they're not feeling it. The second thing that blocks people is not enough action. So they're, they're changing their mindset. They're doing all the emotional work, but they're expecting all that energy to do the work and then not matching it with the aligned action. So the way that I recommend to take enough action and to actually download what is right for you is to once, well, first of all, 
feel into what it would feel like if it was already achieved. So let's just say that in your business, you're manifesting 10 clients. So the first thing you want to do is just feel into the emotions of, oh my gosh, 10 clients are literally already here and, and feel that shift within your heart space, within your body. Then once you do that, you want to ask yourself, what did I do to get here? This is like a key question. What did I do to get here? And this is where you tune into your heart, you tune into your intuition, and you actually ask yourself, how do I meet the energetic standards with the action, um, you know, being here now? And you might get downloads of, oh my gosh, I have to do like a free training that's like five days long. And I never thought of that until I did this exercise. Or maybe you need to go and record an extra podcast episode or send out an extra email or whatever that is. You're going to get that intuitive download once you do this step. So those are the two most common things I see. Yeah, I love that. And there's so many uh, kind of like situations that I can think of that as soon as you were talking, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. It's like the old, oh, but I pinned everything on my vision board and it hasn't arrived yet, but they haven't felt into what it would feel like to have what's on their vision board. They've just pinned it all up and, and hope for the best sort of thing. Um. Yeah, that's amazing. And what would you say would be some signs of like the opposite? Because sometimes, our, yes, we can be blocking our manifestation and other times our manifestation is on its way, but we can feel into a sense of like feeling a little bit impatient, waiting for it to arrive and um, the unknown and that sort of thing. So are there any signs or any ways in which you can know um, that your manifestation is working? Yes. So I... I actually made a video on this on YouTube. It's called like a science, science of manifestation is on its way. But the main things that I think are really fun is like there are, there are signs that you are in control of. And then there are signs that you're not necessarily in control of. What I mean by that is that you'll see them and you'll manifest them, but the other ones you can actually take action on. So I'll give like an example of each one. So the one that I, I really love that I think is really fun is that, um, a sign, one of the signs that you can tell something is coming is your universal sign. So whether that is that you, so I personally have a Dalmatian as my sign and I just asked the universe and I said, dear universe, what is my sign? Um, and then the word Dalmatian just pops into my head. I like heard it. And every time I see a Dalmatian, I know that what I'm looking for or what I'm um, moving towards is on its way. So that's a really fun sign that you can do. Another just random, you're not really in control of sign is that when things are chaotic and, and this is actually kind of surprising because you'd think that if it was on its way, that everything would be going smoothly. But sometimes in order for you to manifest what you want, the universe needs to disrupt what you're currently experiencing and, and the norm of what you're going through. So things might be chaotic. Like I remember when I was manifesting my Tesla, it was chaotic as heck. Like Corona was at its like uh, height <laughs> in Melbourne. Everything was shutting down, like banks weren't loaning money and blah, blah, blah. It was just a huge mess. Um, but I kept on persevering and knew that, you know, in the chaos, it just means that there's a huge transformation on the other side. So that's another one. And then in terms of signs that you're in charge of, I think you got to, you got to kind of relate it back to the steps, even that we've talked about talked about today which is well it's a sign that it's coming if you're feeling as though it's already happened you know and if you feel like there's no energetic difference between 
what you want and what, how you feel now, that's a sign that it's coming as well. Yes. And Minnie, congratulations on your car, by the way. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, babe. <laughs> what, what are some other things like, just as a little bit of inspo for people listening, like, oh, like surely I couldn't manifest this or surely I couldn't manifest that. And they're still struggling to like believe that it's, it's possible. And as you and I know, like it's, it's not even a sense of you, you don't choose manifestation, like whether you believe it or not, it's just, it is, it's whether you're consciously doing it or everything's just happening by default. But Mm. if someone's like, okay, I kind of really believing manifestation is true, but surely there's just some things that are out of my reach of, of manifestation. What are some things that you've manifested in your life? Oh, yeah, this is cool. Okay. Well, I guess the some, well, one of them is the car. So that was like a major thing that it was on my vision board for two years. And um, that was just something that I was dreaming. I I didn't even think really that it was going to happen so soon, like within two and a half years of pinning it there. Um, But that's the power of manifestation. Like when you really get intentional with it, you can collapse time so quickly. Um, Don't get me wrong. I worked for it and I took action and I felt the feelings and I, I made sure that everything was happening to make it happen. But that's one thing that I thought would take 10 years to get, you know. Um, what else happened? Well, I was I manifested traveling around the world, you know, like running the business, um, you know, and that's when, I, you know, I, we got to work together. And I just, I think that that was, for me, also really big. Like I didn't know how that was going to happen. And I thought I wouldn't have the money to fund it. But it, it worked out once I kept on following my heart. Um, in terms of the whole thing of like, is there something that we that is too big or a dream that's too wild? I would rather answer this with no because it lets us dream like as 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 big as we want to. And I think that the bigger your dream is, the more you're going to move forward in life because the more that the more that you can actually see the runway for what's possible for you. Um, But like, I guess there are some things that are hard. Like if you want to manifest being the queen of England, like you can't really do that unless, (laughs) unless that's your bloodline. Um, So you have to also like, you also have to be realistic with things. So I think that if it's something that, you know, you can take action towards and that it's something that is like, you actually have access or, or not, even that you have access, but you know within your heart that it could be yours, then I would say that, you know, go for it. Yeah. And I think there's a huge difference between just setting goals that are small versus setting goals that are unrealistic. And then right in the middle, there's this happy, um, happy middle ground of setting goals that are big and feel scary, but at the same time, they feel achievable. I think if you, if they don't feel achievable, then how are you going to feel into the feeling as though it's already happened? Yeah, exactly. That's, then that's actually a really good point because whenever I'm talking about setting goals, um, I think it's good to kind of look at a short term goal and then a medium term goal. So like whether that is for the month or for the year and then making sure that if you have a deadline for it, you need to feel like it's possible. Like there is no way in heck if you like say you were like, okay, I'm going to be a millionaire by the end of this month. If you don't feel like that's possible, it's just not going to happen. So Mm. you need to make sure it's a number that's aligned with you. You need to make sure that you're taking action towards it. Um, that is actually practical as well. 
Yeah. Is there anything that, um, like, is there a period, because we've spoken about can you manifest something too big? Is there something, like, is there a too short, like, in terms of, say, for example, the car, putting on the vision board, feeling into that as though it is, like, as though it is, um, you know, and it's a two-year period or something like that. If you decided to manifest something five minutes before it, like, say, for example, you had a... um, a ticket to go um, overseas and you were going to go on an airplane and then a, a few minutes before they, they call for everyone to board, you were just like, oh, I, I want to manifest getting first class and you hadn't thought about it until right in that moment. How quickly can our manifestations arise? Yeah, this is such a cool question. I've never been asked this before. <laughs> I would say I would say that sometimes it works. Like sometimes um, it depends on your certainty. It depends on what is it like divine timing as well um but okay so just like to give a really random example I I just remember I don't know I don't know exactly how this happened but I was in New York working with Gabby Bernstein and she had said something about um uh, yeah it was my birthday on one of the days so it, it was literally um and this is such a weird synchronicity because it's my birthday tomorrow so it's like weird that I'm telling oh, the story because wow. it's like <laughs> But anyway, so I was in New York and on one of the training days, it was my birthday. And I was like, you know, nobody knows me. I was there by myself and I was like, it'd be cool. I was sitting in the hall. Like I remember like she was in front of me, people around and everything. And I just remember thinking to myself, you know, it'd be cool if I could just, you know, manifest like a little, a tiny celebration for my birthday, even though nobody knows. And then like within five minutes, Gabby was like, okay, um, I've got this cookie here because it's Kimberly's birthday. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> it oh was so weird. And she's, I hadn't, like, it's so weird that they knew it was my birthday. They must have done a search of, like, all the people who were, who were attending and, like, found out if it was going to be someone's birthday. But then, yeah, she basically was like, happy birthday. And at that time, she was like, no hugs with anyone because she was pregnant. She didn't want to, like, increase her probability of getting sick. But she gave me a hug. She, like, took oh. photos of me and everything. It was just like in that moment, like literally five minutes before I'd thought that. So I do believe that you can manifest some fun things like that. But like, I think I, rather than it being like, this is the ultimate goal, just do it for fun. Like do it in a playful energy so that you realize that you do create your reality. Absolutely. And one of the little playful ones for me, which is so small, but it still gives me a little, um, like a little soul hit every time is sometimes I'll be driving somewhere and then, um, say I'm going to my favorite coffee shop and I haven't thought about it. And then I'm coming down the main street and I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to get a park right at the front. And then I come down and 30 seconds later and someone puts their indicator on and pulls out and I just pull straight in and I'm like, yes. And it just gives so me good. Little, yeah, little soul <laughs> hit, like the universe is listening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, cool. One thing that you've brought up a couple, like you've used the term a few times in this podcast and I want to dive in and get a little bit more understanding is that the concept of collapsing time. Mm. What is collapsing time and how do we do this? Yes. Okay. So the way that I don't know if this is correct, but the way that I visualize it, and, and this is the way that I just, I like to use this model is let's just say that we have a goal of uh, manifesting a certain, uh, you know, a business milestone or whatever or it could just be that you want to hit your body weight or whatever um I kind of see it as 
in that moment, as I decide for it to happen and I'm going towards that goal, there's like a timeline. It's like a train tracks, like all the way to that goal. Mm. And it might be, you can see like the interim, you can see like the, for me, if I close my eyes, it's an actual timeline with like stamps and everything. And then what I see is that when I'm talking about collapsing time, it's about those intervals getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter so that ultimately the cumulative time it takes to achieve that goal is shorter. So rather than five years, it's two and a half. Rather than two weeks, it's one week. You know what I mean? So, and I think what I, what I love about this is that when you want to manifest what you desire, you're able to collapse time through this one thing, following your heart, because your heart is your GPS system. It's your mapping system to navigate in life. What's going to help you get to your dream and most inspired state as soon as possible. So you know how sometimes you'll get this like intuitive hit or this soul hit of, oh, you know what? I should go and do that. I should go and start a podcast or I should go and, um, you know, collaborate with that person or whatever. That soul hit for you is literally a little download from the universe telling you if you want to get onto the track of least resistance, the path of least resistance and collapse time, shorten those intervals, go and do this thing. And when you go and do that thing, maybe you get like, you know, a lot more audience members and then that fills up your program or whatever. But it's those inspired actions that help you to shorten the intervals overall so that you get to where you want to be faster. That was so well put and well explained. And I just had like there was such a huge link between that visualization of collapsing time and then when you brought in like the path to least resistance and it's like it makes so much sense that if we just stop resisting or trying to force something which deep down we know isn't aligned and we actually follow the path of least resistance and go with the flow well it makes sense that we would get there faster and I almost had like this visual representation of like a stream it's like it's going to take you a lot like a lot longer to swim upstream than it is to just float downstream so um yeah that's that's amazing I I think like we obviously covered a little bit at the start in terms of like how we manifest in terms of thoughts and energy um and that kind of thing but can you explain um I guess to the audience like what's going on there like how does manifestation work in a little bit more of a I guess, a scientific sense, like what's actually happening when we're having the thought and doing the things and acting as if and feeling, what's the how happening in terms of our manifestation arriving? I love this so much. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, like you said, the science of this. So ultimately, if we look at our bodies, our cells, um, we're made out of atoms and any matter is made out of atoms. And so if we just go down to that, that fundamental level, there's, there's actually an even more fundamental level, which is subatomic waves and subatomic particles. So when you have a look at this, Ultimately, um, you know, scientists and, and physicists have looked at the behavior of subatomic waves and subatomic particles, and they're very alike how light behaves. So we know from year nine science that light has two theories. Um, one theory is the wave theory and one theory is the particle theory. And so we can actually connect theoretically that as human beings, we are light beings. And so it's kind of like, you know, how we say like with love and light, that's kind of how I see that correlation too. Um, but ultimately, if you are a light being, that also means that you are energy, right? Because light is energy. And you might be thinking, but if I'm light, then why am I solid? Well, there's two kind of answers for that. 
one of the answers that a lot of metaphysicists say is that you are just vi- we are just vibrating at a lower frequency. We are frozen light rather than you know like energetic light from the sun. So the other thing is um, when it comes to seeing that connection about about you know how my energy and how my light when I'm like a physical body is look at the equation E equals mc squared. Right, that's E is energy, m is mass, and c is the light constant, right? So when you're looking at even just this equation, E energy has mass involved. It equals mass times C squared, right? So you can see that theoretically it all links. And so when we start to look at how this actually works in manifestation, because we are light beings and, and, you know, scientists have also measured that our energy doesn't just stay under your skin. It extends past your physical body about three meters or so. Like Joe Dispenza has, you know, mentioned in his books, like when you measure the EMF, your electromagnetic frequency, it extends past your body about three feet past. Right. And so the, this has to be for a reason you know if you can measure your energy even as far as three feet beyond then something's leaving or being radiated from your body and so it's kind of like when you think of a radio that's transmitting a signal on a certain frequency and in response it's getting a song you're hearing the dj speak whatever that is but for us because we're light beings, we're not necessarily hearing music on the other side as we send out our transmissions, like through that EMF, you're receiving a physical reality. So you're you're experiencing things, you're bumping into people, you're manifesting houses, you're manifesting coffees and money and whatever that is. But ultimately that's kind of how it works it's it's like you got to understand that you are broadcasting signals out into the universe you're attracting a physical reality back in return and that's how I like to see it yes I love that um, analogy of like the radio and how you said it's kind of like we're broadcasting the signals and it's like with a radio how you can you know turn and tune into stations well we can turn and tune into emotions and the emotions are kind of like our broadcast broadcast or frequency and I I love how you put that because I'm so big on one of the things that I'm huge advocate for is helping women anyone in general but a lot of the people I work with obviously women understanding this concept of like people think that manifestation is like this woo-woo thing where it's like oh Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I believe in it and I'm like no you don't have a choice (laughs) you're doing it all the time exactly Um, yeah so I, I love breaking down the science for people that still have a little bit of resistance to the concept and I think when you can understand like how it's working and then you can understand a little bit of how it happens then you can come to this place of being like okay well I'm actually going to acknowledge right now that I have so much more control over what I'm doing what I'm Mm -hmm. attracting into my life and everything that's happened I guess in my past but being able to let go of the past and and forgive yourself for that one of my favorite sayings is forgive yourself for what you didn't know before you knew it um and I think that's really beautiful but okay so for someone who's listening now and they're like okay Kimberly I get it. You've sold me. I know what manifestation is and I know how to like maybe like how it sort of works. What would just be some general advice you would give her on like starting out on her journey? Like what does she do from here? Yeah. Okay. So I would have a morning routine where you're priming yourself to manifest throughout the day in alignment with your dreams. So if you are waking up and you're not doing anything to prime yourself, then you're just letting things 
happen to you. You're not in it. You're not in charge of like how you're creating your reality. So I think it's really important that you do meditation and journaling. If you just do two things, just make sure you do this. And the kind of meditation that I love to do is like a feeling into the feelings meditation. Um, and this is one that you can do. You could do it by yourself just by like listening to silence and just calling in that emotion or you could use a guided meditation there's ones on youtube there's ones that i have in my membership just like everywhere right and then you just listen to that feel those emotions for 10 to 15 minutes call in and visualize what you actually want to happen throughout the day like see yourself walk through scenes as if you were in a movie and then you know get into your journal and this is where i say there are so many different tools that we can use for journaling, one of the main ones that I think is really important when you're just starting out is doing that metacognitive kind of thinking. So like writing out what you're thinking and then assessing, and kind of not, not assessing, but kind of like observing what you're thinking, flipping it over to a more loving perspective. So if you're writing out exactly what you're thinking, so it might be like, you know, I wake up a little bit late today, but it's okay. I feel a little bit groggy or whatever. You just write literally what you're thinking. And then once you start to realize as you go deeper, you're going to get these um, downloads on, oh, you know what? I just realized that that's a lack belief. And then you can turn that belief into, I I choose to believe that I have the ability to create money or whatever that is for you. And then from there, one thing that I love to do is script. So I love to script how my day goes, whether that is um, from morning to night or just one specific event that I want to focus on. And what scripting is, it's writing what you desire to happen as if it's already happened. So writing it as if it's in the past. And so you can write things along the lines of, oh my goodness, today, uh, you know, Wednesday was amazing and I got everything done and I created this and I created that and I manifested this and blah, blah, blah. And you just write all the details that you can, like every single detail that you can really think of that you want to happen, include it. Make sure though that you're writing it in either past or present tense so that you're telling and feeling as if it's already happened. And then if like, if you do just that, that's already amazing. Like that's what I would highly recommend. Yes, I love all of that advice. Thank you so much. Um, And thank you so much for taking time today. I think this episode has been full of so much like, I guess, truth bombs, but also a little bit of inspiration and things like that as well for people to begin starting out their journey. But for anyone listening now who's like, I want more, um, I want more Kimberly in my life. Where can they find you? What do you have going on at the moment and how can they work with you? Absolutely. So if you love what Jesse and I spoke about today, you can go check out my own podcast. That's just the Kimberly when you're podcasting iTunes and Spotify. I have a ton of free masterclasses that are going around right now. But if you want to go check those out, there's like the truth about manifestation, 13 reasons why your manifestation has that your manifestation has come true. Um, you know, manifestation secrets for attracting clients, manifestation 101. If you want anything that's like free, just to sink your teeth in, start to get a ton of value without having to invest in yourself right now, then you can just head over to my Instagram. It's just at Kimberly Wenya. And then I have all the links in um, the link in my bio. But yeah, that's where you can get a huge amount of resources or even just on my website, KimberlyWenya.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And again, thank you so much for providing us all of your wisdom. Um, And I'm sure hopefully we'll have you back for a third episode eventually. Thank you so much, babe. This has been so much fun and for sure.